0: That doesn't mean that we agree with every single thing. In fact, uh, you know, we read Brother Ballsworth's book. There's a few things that we didn't agree with uh, from a biblical standpoint. And and we explained why, you know, it's not just, well, we've got a different opinion. Who cares what our opinion is? Let's see what the word of God says. And so sometimes people come up with with, uh, things that are just not biblical and and maybe that's because of their life experiences or, you know, one minister in particular believes that it's wrong for us to believe that it's God's will every, every single time without exception to uh that god wants to heal us uh and they believe that that's wrong that's a wrong attitude to have and they and they said it puts people under too much pressure uh that if if they don't get healed then there's something wrong with them Uh, and um you know we should never change the word of god to placate people or to ease people's conscience you know amen and now we also don't use the word of god to beat people up and say well if you're not healed you must have some horrible sin that you're involved with that we don't know about that you know uh, God will reveal your sin that you're in. I, I I think it'd be really surprising if anybody woke up and go, Wow, well, I didn't know I was in sin all that time. Uh, there are the Bible talks about sin and trespasses, and there are things you do wrong that you don't know are wrong yet until the, the Bible tells you to, or the or the Spirit of God tells you. Uh, but having some deep dark sin, you know, that you're involved with that is causing you sickness and disease, uh, without you knowing it. I, I think that the Spirit of God. Uh, is more capable than that to allow you to go for years in suffering without telling you. Now, sometimes you have to ask, right? Sometimes you have to ask the Lord, Lord, what, what's, the, uh, what's the cause of this? Uh, and, and, you know, he may be, well, dummy, it's about time you asked, right? Uh, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have told you. But now you've suffered all these years. Remember with the woman with the issue of blood? Uh, she'd been, been to many physicians, right? And, and spent all that she had. Uh, and was nothing better, but, but rather worse than she heard of Jesus. Well, hopefully it was, it was after she'd done that, not before she tried everything, right? Some people hear of Jesus and they still go to all the doctors and still try everything, spend all their money and that broke. Uh, and then they try Jesus, you know, having heard about him before that. Uh, and so, you know, the, the Lord, uh, his desire every single time without exception is to heal your body. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. There's never been a case of sickness in all the history of humanity that the Lord did not desire to heal. Um, now, it doesn't mean everybody's been able to get healing because um, sometimes uh, our will gets in his way. Uh, and what we do, what we choose to do, uh, you know, you know if, we, if he says, well, of course, the cause of your sin is sickness or the cause of your sickness is sin, which isn't always the case. We know that from the studies of, of, of the different uh, examples in the word of God. But if He said the cause of your sickness is sin, if you repent, you know, I'll heal you. And then, well, I don't want to repent. Well, then, is the Lord able to heal you? He's not uh but whose choice is that? well, that's your choice right and so so the the at the end of the day uh there's something on our part in fact uh uh, uh Miss yeoman's dr. Yeomans said that if she doesn't get an answer to her prayer, she immediately starts checking up on herself. Not that it was really good wisdom that if uh, if you're not getting an answer to her prayer, check up on yourself because it may not be sin, but it may be a lack of understanding, it could be a lack of faith. It could be that uh, you haven't read the word of God that you need to read it regarding that particular topic. There could be a thousand reasons why that is, but it's not anything on God's side. It's not that he's withholding to teach you or to instruct you or to whatever. Uh, And so, in fact, that one minister that doesn't believe that says you need to allow God the the, uh, space to use sickness to help you and correct you. And I thought, well, that's really good, except you don't have no Bible for that. You know, you have no biblical basis for that statement. Uh, And, you know, these are people that uh, I would consider significant elders of the Lord compared to me. Uh, But, you know, it doesn't to me, you know, just because you're old doesn't mean that I have to accept everything you say. Amen. Now, I would tend to yield, you know, listen to you a little bit more. If you're older, you know that maybe you've been around a while and you've learned some things that I don't know. So that's there's always a good chance for that. But everything you say, I still will take it back to the word of God and say, does this line up with the word? Amen. Not because I don't trust you, but I only trust the word. In fact, I trust no man. I only trust the, the word. And if you happen to line up with the word, then I can trust you. But if you don't line up with the word, then I don't, I'm not going to trust what you say just because you've said it. And I follow that course, whether it's Brother Hagen or Lester Sumrall or, you know, T. L. Law Born or any, any minister. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter what, what they say. I don't trust anything that anybody says until I verify it from the Word of God. And then it's like, okay, then, then I have more insight based on what they've said. And that's a good place to be because uh, if you depend upon people, they will mislead you. And they may not do it on purpose, you know, just like that one fellow. I said he, he was uh, uh, president of a, co- a Pentecostal college and had, uh, high reg- was held in high regard in the body of Christ. Uh, and yet he says that uh, sometimes God used sickness to correct you. Well, I'm not going to believe that. I don't care, you know, who said it, you know, um, it, it, it's in violation to the principles in the word of God in a direct conflict with much uh, many verses in the Bible. Uh, and so uh, we finish up chapter one of uh, Dr. Yeoman's book and, and, um, and we're in chapter two. And, and this chapter is uh, she's talking about God's will as revealed in his creative work. Uh, and, you know, that, that's really a good uh, a good approach to take uh, in this chapter. We're going to go back to the beginning and see how did God create things? You know, if he created things with a little bit of sickness and disease, well, then that's how he intended things to, to be carried on. Amen? Uh, and so she started out all the way back in Genesis chapter 1, and we'll read that verse there that she mentions. In Genesis chapter 1, it says uh, in verse 31, so the last verse of the chapter, it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was what? Very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So uh, if it was very good, then would any sane person said that, you know, that tuberculosis was very good? You know, that brain disease was very good, right? Would anybody do that? Uh, Occasionally you get crazy people who say, well, you know, God put sickness and disease on me and it was a good thing. Uh, you know, well, in, what, in what universe is that a good thing, right? No, uh, uh, there's no, there's no uh, recorded uh, case of God creating sickness and disease anywhere in the Bible. And here, when God created things at the very beginning, uh, he created no sickness and disease, and he called it very good. Amen? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we should have uh, confidence that if that's how God created it, then that's how he intended it to be. Amen? Uh, and so let's, let's go over to the book of Matthew, uh, and um, uh, she starts talking about how you know, we need to have confidence in these things. And, you know, you listen to some folks sometimes about their faith, and they have very little confidence in their faith, very little confidence in the Word of God, very little confidence in uh, any, you know, uh, any uh, Bible verses or any particular doctrine. Uh, and, um, you know, God, we as Christians are called believers. We are designed spiritually with the capacity to believe. It's not like it's a hard thing. Now, and, but some people in the church believe that faith is a hard thing. Uh, in fact, I think I was telling you that uh, years ago, I was actually talking to my neighbor who knew I was a pastor, who knew that I taught healing in our church. And he went to a church that didn't teach healing. And um, uh, and so he was telling me how he had gone to the leadership of the church, said, hey, I want you to teach some on healing. And they said, well, we don't teach on healing because that's not our doctrine. Uh, and, um, uh, and, and so he said, you know, he, uh, healing... It's just it's really hard, you know. And, and um, uh, I said, well, you know, uh, in 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 all doctrine, including healing, uh, God always did the hard part. You know, He He asked us to believe, and then He does the actual healing, right? So so we do the believing, and, and He does the healing. And I said, so God took the hard part, and He gave us the easy part to believe. And he said, well, believing is hard too. Uh, well. Just swap jobs with God, you know. God's going to be in heaven, so I'm going to believe that you have the ability to heal somebody. So go ahead, and I believe it. Now you go ahead and do it. What are you going to do at that point? Well, you got nothing to show for. You got nothing to to uh, to do at that point in time because you have no capacity to heal. But he said that healing was uh, faith was hard too. Uh, and well, why is that hard? You know, there are people that you know that if they said something, you know, that particular person, if they said something, then then you'd take it to the bank. And, and, uh, you know, if they said, I'm going to give you $100 tomorrow and you owe $50 at the bank, you'd go to the bank and say, well, so-and-so said they're going to give me $100 tomorrow. So I just want to let you know. And they said, well, how, you know, they're going to give you the $100. Uh, Well, you've never met this person, but I can guarantee if they said it, it's going to happen. The earth would stop spinning before I would not get that $100. Uh, They they would believe their neighbor or their friend or somebody that uh, uh, some um, reputation uh, all day long but when the lord says i am thy healer i'm the god i'm the lord who healeth thee for some reason people have a hard time accepting that as, as so yeah, but you'll believe there's some human being who has the capacity to fail uh, all day long but you, you but you can't believe god that you know i never have understood uh have understood why people have a hard time believing god uh that when he says these things that it's so uh and so Uh, She said, you know, we should have great confidence that it's God's will to to heal. Uh, And of course, uh, some people say, you know, I know that he can, uh, but uh, but I don't know if he will. Uh, And of course, is that particular um, thought covered in the word of God that I know he can, but I'm not sure if he will. Well, it is specifically in uh, the story of the leper. Right. And we're in Matthew chapter eight. uh, And it says here in verse two. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, what? If it be thy will, it be thy will right? It, that's not, he it didn't say if it be thy will, but if thou will. Um, so so where do we get that prayer from? You ever heard that prayer? Uh, Lord, heal him if it's your will, right? Well, this is where they get it. So they decided that between the leper and Jesus, that they should go with the doctrine of the leper, right? Because you've got the two choices here. You can either go with the doctrine of the leper or the doctrine of Jesus. And now... Does a leper? Does he have a theology degree? Or does he have, has he got any training in the Word of God? Is he a Pharisee or is he a priest? Or is a, he's a leper? Right. Uh, as far as we know, he's just a he's just a guy uh, with leprosy. Uh, and but we take his his doctrine, if it be thy will, and we 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 make it cover everything. And you know the the reason why we do that is because if you say if it's your will, I don't know if it is or not. So uh, but if it is your will, you know, you heal me. See, if we do that, then what we're saying is I am not responsible for any faith in this circumstance. All the faith has to be on you, Lord. If you want to do it, that's fine. That's your, I'm going to put that in your sovereign grace. Uh, but on my side, I'm going to stay neutral because I don't know. I'm not going to say, well, yeah, you'll heal me or no, you won't. I'm just going to leave it up to you. And if you want to, then that's fine. And, and, and so we do that. So therefore, we're not responsible to have faith. Uh, And that's really the reason why a lot of people pray that is that that means they're no longer responsible. So, Lord, if it's your will, heal him. And so if the person does not get healed, then it was not my fault. It didn't have anything to do with me. Uh, I put it on God's hands and he decided not to heal this person. In fact, I even heard a Pentecostal minister one time said that when God decided not to heal my wife, then we went to we went and sought medical attention. And, you know, I thought, that is a terrible thing to say about the Lord God in heaven, that he decided not to heal your wife. He looked at her and said, yes, she's sick. And and, um, uh, boys, what do you want to do? You want to heal her or not? Uh, You know, all in favor, say aye. You know, all opposed, say nay. Oh, the nays have it. Sorry, Uh, we'd love to, but uh, didn't make the cut, right? Now, is, is he really doing that in heaven? Is he making a decision to not heal? I mean, in what universe would the, the loving God that we serve decide that I, I can, but I'm just not going to? Uh, and yet that's where we get this philosophy is because it's a, it's not doctrine, it's philosophy. We get it from the doctrine of the leper. Uh, and uh, and so. So the leper didn't have confidence that God would heal him, right? But he said, Lord, if I will, thou can make me make me whole." so. He believed, uh, if you read what he says, uh, he's not sure if he will, but he knows he can. You can make me clean. So that's the proverbial. I know that you can, but I'm not sure if you will. Uh, And, and of course, what did Jesus uh, immediately say? Jesus put forth his hand, touched him, and said, what? I will, right? Uh, He said, I will. So, So what is the doctrine of Jesus? I will, right? That's the doctrine of Jesus. I will. Not maybe, not sometimes, not, okay, this time only, but don't come back and be me anymore about healing, right? Did, did he put a limit on that? Did he, did he do something to say, you know, for you, but don't be bringing all your friends over here now and bothering me, right? Uh, and so, uh, no, he said, I will be thou clean, right? Uh, so whose doctrine should we go with? The, 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 I mean, the, the, the leper, uh, remember Paul said, uh, follow me as I follow the Lord or follow my faith, right? Other times he said, follow my faith. Uh, and so uh, we follow Paul's faith, right? See, sometimes people have a hard time that you're following somebody else's faith. I have no problem saying I follow the faith of Kenneth E. Hagen because the man had faith. So if he had faith, then I'm going to, well, it was, so let me find out how he had faith. You know, nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, was there any faith of the, of the leper? He has no faith, so there's nothing to follow the leper because he's, he's like, I don't know if you will will or not. So what he's saying is, I don't have any faith. Okay, that's at least he's honest. You know, that's great. But I'm not following him. Why would I follow him? And yet, how many leper followers do we have in the world? You know, we should get badges. You know, I'm a follower of the leper. Um, you know, and I'm a follower of Jesus. You know, I would much rather follow Jesus. Uh, who said, "I will." Amen. Uh, and so, <clears throat> uh, we we shouldn't we shouldn't follow the the doctrine of leper. Amen. Uh, and so. Uh, and then she talked to uh, uh, some about David and, uh, you know, the faith that he had and how he prayed. Um, uh, and, um, and in fact, she has some scriptures. Let's come back to the, the book of Psalms. Look at some of the verses that she used there. Uh, of course, we know in the Old Testament, they had the faith uh, of what God said, right? He said in the covenant uh, that I am the Lord that healeth thee. He said that in, in um exodus 15:26. 26 uh, we're heading to psalm 6 here uh, and so they had faith uh, of what he said but then in the new testament we also uh, because did, did the lord repeal any promises of good things from the old covenant did he say that those things have come to an end no he said the only thing that came to an end is the sacrificial part of the old covenant because that was replaced by jesus and anything that resulted in a curse was, was uh, removed from us in the New Testament because of the work of the cross. Uh, but he never says that if you find the promise of good things, of blessings, and increase, and in prosperity, and health, or healing, or, or um, uh, overcoming power, that uh, none of those things were, were removed from us. Uh, in fact, he calls us children of Abraham, right? They were sons of Abraham. And so for sons of Abraham, then whatever Abraham had as sons of Abraham, then we get that as as a covenant, uh, as a covenant inheritance, uh, and so. So David is uh, praying here, uh, in Psalm six verse two says, "Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bone, bones are vexed." So the leper said, "I don't know if you will, but I but I'm asking you know, uh, 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 I'm asking if you consider it." There was no wavering on David's part. He said, Lord, heal me. Uh, and that's the, the kind of faith that we need to have. And, and he goes on to say um, uh, in uh, verse four, uh, return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. Uh, so why, why does the Lord do these things? For his sake, right? For thy mercy's sake. He said, for in death there is no remembrance of thee in the in the grave. Who shall give thee thanks? So... Uh, he's making the case uh, of the Lord, you know, hey, Lord, uh, I need to be here so I can give you thanks. Nobody's giving you thanks in the graveyard, right? Uh, you drive by a cemetery. In fact, uh, we were fussing about something driving somewhere. We were dri- driving by committee one time and everybody was giving me instructions, you know, uh, about what to do and turn here and turn there, you know. And, uh, you know, so uh, so there was a little bit of of uh, tension in the vehicle. Not really not on my part. I think, you know, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, but uh, we drove by a cemetery, and Chris said, ain't nobody arguing over there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and if, so there's nobody arguing over there. There's also nobody over there giving God thanks, are there? Right? It's just dirt. It just, uh, it's all dirt. So nobody's giving thanks in the grave. So Dave's making a case that, uh, hey, you need to heal me because I need to be able to give you thanks on the earth. That's a pretty good argument, right? Uh, because, uh, you know, the other argument you can do is, Lord, you know, if I'm gone, you may only have rocks left. Remember, he said, if you don't cry out, the rocks will cry out. Uh, And uh, who wants a bunch of rocks, uh, you know, giving them thanks? Uh, And so uh, he said, for your mercy's sake and in the grave, who shall give thee thanks? So he didn't say, you know, how wonderful I am. You know, you owe me. I deserve this. I've been so good. Um, He's just making his case there. Uh, And so. He continues on down uh, several things. And, and I like, I like the, the, the Psalms of David. You know, they're just good Psalms. Uh, and uh, and what is David's confidence? Well, he comes down to verse 9. And he says, The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. And, you know, I've heard people say, "Well, I don't even know if my you know, prayers made it to heaven. What did David say? The Lord will receive my prayer. Amen? Amen. Uh, and so... You know, uh, there, there, is a, there is a level of confidence that should come about as, as you grow in faith that there's a level of confidence that you have with the Lord. And number one, that he hears your prayers. Uh, because, you know, you hear a lot of Christians say, I just, I don't even know if God heard my prayers, you know. Uh, and, uh, well, were there a good prayer? Well, I pray, Lord, if it be thy will. Well, that's not even a valid prayer because it violates the word of God. Uh, and, um, and the Bible says if you ask anything according to his will he hears you and so if he's not hearing you then you're not praying according to his will because that's that's uh, really the only time that he, he's not going to answer your prayer or hear your prayer is if your prayer is not really a valid prayer right you know you go to heaven and you pick up the 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 uh prayer manual and and it says you know whatever you pray number one has to be according to my will otherwise it's not a valid prayer uh and, and um you know, you ever, you ever fill out all, these, all this paperwork sometimes? You fill out all these online forms and you got a thousand questions to answer and you, you forget some minor thing and you hit submit and it says, oh, you, you didn't do that one thing. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, it's like, well, well, you know, I did everything else. You know, it should be close enough. It's like, they don't care. You know, you didn't fill out that one thing and that's required, then, then they never see it. Right. Well, how come, how come they, you know, I hit the button why didn't you do what I asked you to do? It's like, well, you hit the button, but it came back and said, sorry, uh, it never made it past your your little computer because you didn't follow the instructions. And that's, you know, a lot of people do the same thing. They 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 say a lot of words uh, and they they have a, have a few Bible words in there. You know, God and faith and heal, whatever, you know, got some that they, they got some words that sound like like Bible words. But then they don't follow the instructions, and the instructions are it has to be according to his will. So, of course, and that's why a lot of people say, if it be thy will, because we don't really know. So we're just going to cover all our bases, right? Well, that sounds commendable, except it's a failure, because the will of God, especially for healing, has already been defined. I am what? The Lord to healeth thee, right? Did he, did, he, did, he, did he say, now I used to be? Because that's what some people believe. I used to be the Lord of Hilty, right? You ever meet these guys who were uh, football stars in high school? You know, they, they, their, their thoughts are, you know, I used to be all the glory. You remember the glory days? You remember that game that Thursday night? You know, we were playing the finals against the, the, the rival team. Uh, you know, I, I scored two touchdowns that day. You know, I used to be great. Well, that, that's awesome. But, you know, who really cares? You know, what are you right now? Well, you know, I put on about 40 pounds since then, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I have a chair at my mailbox because I want to get there. I have to sit down for a while and get my mail and I come back, right? And so, well, that's, that's all great, you know, but, uh, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, I mean, you know, I don't really care if you don't like to relive the glory days, but that's the way a lot of people think of it. I used to be great, but now I'm just, you know, slightly above average God, you know, but he used to be a great God when he was the God who healed us. You know, when he was, I am the Lord who healed thee, that was great. But now he's, he, I used to be the Lord who healed thee. Well, I mean, who would say that? Would anybody, would anybody say that and not feel like lightning would strike him right there in the, nobody would say that. So you're saying God used to be the Lord who healed thee, but not, he's not anymore. Uh, so you're saying that the Bible that said that, that that verse is now no longer uh, active, that that verse is, no, is now uh, obsolete, right? That I am the Lord who healed thee, because he said, I am. Right. Uh, And and so, of course, people don't, you know, they don't like to be confronted that way. But that's, you know, uh, if they would just say what they really are saying, Lord, uh, if it be thy will. So you're saying that, uh, God, if you if you want to if you want to murder me with this sickness, it's okay. But if 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 you don't want to murder me with this sickness, you know, I mean, because it's your will. Right. So, I mean, uh, and some people believe that God puts sickness on them. So. Maybe you put the sickness on me, Lord, to, to kill me. But you know, if you didn't, then then maybe you wouldn't mind healing me. No, it, it's uh, uh, it, it shouldn't be um, uh, it shouldn't be a hard thing, and yet it is, right? In fact, uh, uh, turn over to John chapter fourteen, and she talks a little bit about uh, um, uh, knowing and understanding Jesus. And this is really one of the the, the uh, he's not talking about healing here. But it's really a good way to uh, believe in healing and really a lot of things. Um, because a lot of people, you know, you can't talk to them about healing doctrine itself. You know, by his stripes you were healed and he took it, took our sicknesses and bore our diseases. Uh, you can't talk to people directly about that sometimes. But you could talk to them about about the verses like this. Uh, and so he says in John chapter 14, uh, he uh, let's see well let's read it let's start in um, um, verse six jesus said unto him i am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me if you had known me you would have known my father also and from henceforth you know him and have seen him and philip said unto him lord show us the father and it and it suffices us, or it, it will satisfy us and you know it never ceased to amaze me about how dumb some of these disciples you know they say i mean he just said you know that if you know me you know my father right well show me the father didn't i just say if you know me you know didn't i just say that right and and so jesus said and of course sometimes jesus would would call him on the carpet there too in verse nine he said have i been so long time with you and yet you have not known me philip see philip said show me the father and jesus said how come you haven't known me uh and and of course i'm sure that was confusing to philip at the time but Jesus had mercy on him and gave him some insight. He said, he that has seen me has seen the father, which is really what he said in verse seven. Uh, and how say it then thou show us the father. And so Jesus said, if you have seen me, who have you seen? So if we look at Jesus, who are we looking at? So if we're looking at what Jesus did, we're looking at what God, the father wants to do. Right. Uh, and that's what he's saying. And so you could use this to kind of you know backdoor sneak in uh, healing, faith for healing for people, because you can't just do it by the obvious uh, scriptures that are that are abundant in the Word of God. Uh, you could say, well, let's let's just look at Jesus. What did Jesus do? Uh, how many people that came to him uh, for healing got healing? Every single person, right? And really, you can use it to also explain. You know, because some people say, "Well, then you should just go to the hospital and heal everybody." And yet, I mean, because people are dumb, right? When people say things like that, why? Because their their goal is to is to justify their unbelief. But then you can talk about, well, you know, let's look at uh, the man of the pool of Bethesda, right? Uh, that's in, we're in John chapter fourteen. Turn over to John chapter five. Um, over in John chapter five, it says. <clears throat> Uh, in verse two, now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. anybody ever heard Bethesda Naval Hospital? Mm-hmm. The, the word Bethesda means house of mercy, and so you know all the all the atheists hate that it's called Bethesda uh, Naval Hospital, right? Uh, because it, it's it's a biblical word, and it says having five porches. Uh, in In these lay what? A great multitude, right? It's not a multitude, right? A multitude is, you know, a handful, a bunch, you know, whatever, maybe a hundred. I don't know what a multitude is, but it's a lot, right? But it's not just a multitude, it's what? A great multitude. So there's probably hundreds of people here, right? Uh, You know, could be thousands of people. Jerusalem was a large city. Could have been a bunch of people, you know. Uh, But it was a lot of people, a great multitude, amen, Uh, of impotent folk, right? Crippled people, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water and we know this story here that says in verse 4 for an angel went down at a certain season and pool troubled the water whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole whatever disease he had uh, and so and a certain man was there in verse 5 which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years and when jesus saw him lie and knew that he had now he had been now a long time in that case he said will thou be made whole and so we know the story right jesus saw this man he went up to this man and said, Do you want to be made whole? Now, that's a yes or no question, right? That's, that's either yes, I do, or no, I would rather stay as a, as a crippled person here, right? Uh, and so, will you be made whole? Uh, and of course, sometimes some people have a hardest time answering a yes or no question, right? And, and I mean, there's a good chance this man was in politics, right? Because you ever ask a politician, you know, hey, what's, what's the answer? Well, you know, brother, it's a, that's, a comp, that's, a good, that's a good question. That is a very good question. But they never answered the question, right? Uh, and so, you know, he might have been the mayor of Bethesda, right? Uh, and so, uh, and so uh, we don't know. Uh, but uh, if he wasn't, maybe he was qualified, right, uh, to be a mayor. Uh, and so, will you be made whole? The impotent man said, sir, I have no man. So now it's everybody else's fault that he's not getting well don't you love that people blaming other people for their misfortunes right well it's their fault it's their fault over there that guy's over there well what did he do nothing well well how's that his fault because he did nothing uh and, and so uh, i have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool while i'm coming another step down before me and, and of course you know uh, what did jesus hear when he said all that blah 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 right because that, that's not what he answered what he asked the man right he, do you want to be whole or not uh, and so Jesus had mercy on him and said, rise up, take up thy bed, and walk. So, so here's a situation. Did the man have any faith? The man had no faith, right? Because uh, Jesus said, you know, will you be made whole? Uh, and, and the man wouldn't even answer the question. So the man had no faith. So, so this is a case, this is an instance where Jesus moved from a sovereign standpoint, right? That he went out and found somebody, and sovereignly, without any faith on the, man, on the receiving part, just chose to heal somebody. And so because the man was, was there in, in Israel, you know he was a member of the covenant house of God, a child of Abraham, uh, and so he had some rights and privileges because of that. And so because of that, Jesus did have a way in to, to heal him sovereignly because he was a member of the covenant house of God. Uh, so he did have some ability to, to go and do that in a sovereign standpoint. So, so, so why, are we, why are we saying all this? Why are we talking about this? Because if you look at the two scenarios, one is every single person that came to Jesus, how many of them left healed? Every single one, right? So, so when they went to him and asked for healing, uh, how, how many of them received it? So it, it's always the case whenever somebody comes to Jesus and, and requests healing every single time they get it, right? And why is that? Because that's who the Father is. If you go to the Father and, and ask Him for assistance, what will you get? Help. You'll get assistance, right? You'll get help. Uh, didn't He say that in, in, in Matthew 7, right? That, that if you ask for a stone or a bread, will you give Him a stone? Mm-hmm. No, you'll get bread, right? If you ask for bread. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's... Uh, uh, in fact, one fellow came by here one time. Uh, he was needing uh, uh, some help, and, and uh, we tried to help him out. He said, well, that's not what I want, you know. So you just want me to give you money? Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't really just do that, you know. I mean, he was hungry, and we were going to give him food, and I don't want food. But you're hungry, yeah, but, you know, I'd rather have food to do other things with, or money to do other things with. So we don't really participate in that kind of thing there with him. But, uh, so you've got the one scenario where every single time you come to Jesus, you get healed. So, and he did, he did that specifically to show, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But then on occasion, he would go into a place like, here's a great multitude, and and he sovereignly picked somebody out to be healed, uh, and they were healed. But was anybody else at that pool of Bethesda healed? Nobody else. So then you see a little bit more about the father that, that he may, on his own accord, go and bless somebody. But is there a guarantee that he's going to bless everybody that way? No, in fact, generally speaking, he's not going to bless everybody. In fact, the vast majority of people were not healed, right? I mean, 99.9% of the people were not healed at the pool of Bethesda. Only one man was, because uh, God did that in a sovereign way. Now, I can guarantee you, if anybody else there, and, and I've always wondered, you know, Lord, you heal this man right here. Why wasn't there a line immediately? Because other times, Jesus would heal somebody, everybody would come out of the woodworks, get healed. Here, Jesus healed somebody, nobody else asked, uh, which I find it odd, you know, that, that other people wouldn't ask, because they've been here many times, right? Long, Some of them a long time. Uh, and so. so we see... You know, we get, we're getting some insight a little bit into uh, who the Father is. Every time you come to the Father, you get healed. But if you're sitting back and waiting for the Lord to heal you without you applying any faith at all, is there a chance that He'll heal you? There is a chance, right? There is a chance. But it could be one in a million. It could be one in ten million. It's one whatever million the Lord decides, right? I mean, it may be Tuesday. No, I'm not doing that today. Now, I'm I'm just not going to go out and do anybody, do uh, any sovereign move for anybody today. But tomorrow he might. But if you come to him, what's your chances of getting healed? 100%. If you don't come to him and expect him to do it uh, without your exercising any faith, I don't know what the chances are. It could be near zero. You know, today it could be zero. Tomorrow, maybe not. Uh, And so, uh, and Jesus, uh, you know, everything he did, he did with an intent and purpose. He did it with intent and purpose to show us how the Father operates. And that should give us some insight, right? So, so in these two scenarios, we see that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So, Lord, it looks like every time I come to you, I can get what I need if I, if I come to you by faith. Absolutely. But then other times, if I just hold back and, and wait for you to do something, uh, will I always get it? And the Lord's like, well, there's no guarantee. Um, and so, so then you can't have faith, right? You can't have faith unless it's a guarantee. So, so, that, so that's the, the distinction between those two. Uh, and so uh, <clears throat> then, then we can go back uh, again, back to uh, the book of beginnings there, the book of Genesis, back to chapter one. So, uh, and this is not really a rhetorical question, but it should be a Captain Obvious question of how much sickness and disease is there in heaven? If you could just, you know, take a cab to heaven, get an Uber call to heaven, and look around, would you see any crippled people or hospitals? Is there a hospital in heaven? Is there a Bethesda male, a, a Naval Hospital in heaven? No, there's not a... Why not? Well, they don't need hospitals in heaven. There's no sickness and disease there, right? That should be an obvious statement there. Uh, I, no doubt somebody will make a case. Well, you don't know. Well, really? I mean, isn't it called heaven for a reason, right? Uh, but as it says here... So look. let's look at... Um, uh, what god says here in uh, genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and god said let us make man in what our image right after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle uh, over the earth over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so uh, adam is made in whose image in god's image right so whatever god was like that's how adam was made so uh, was God missing an arm or a leg? Did God have, you know, a, a mole or God have, you know, goiters or, you know, I don't know what things are called, you know, but but um, uh, did, did God have a limp? You know, did, did God have some kind of sickness and disease and uh, asthma or something like that? And, you know, I, you know, I can't run very far, you know, uh, and I'm not making fun of people with asthma. I'm just saying that how, when when God said, let's make Adam in our image, he still made Adam a physical body. But that body was an image of the same uh, state that God was in, free from sickness and disease. Uh, and if that's how God created him, then that should be an expression of his will. This is how I want mankind to be made. This is how I want mankind to function in the earth without sickness and disease. Because if the Lord intended for Adam to have sickness and disease, why didn't he you know, make him kind of sickly to begin with? Why didn't he make him you know, with, you know, created Adam with an ulcer or something, you know? Uh, uh, or created Adam with a migraine. Uh, uh, you know, he could have done that. Uh, he could have done anything he wanted to. Uh, you know, I don't know that he really could have because he didn't have access to sickness and disease. Uh, but uh, in some people's doctors, you know, he could have done that. Uh, and so, so God made Adam in His image, uh, and uh, and that should help us to understand that sickness and disease was not part of creation. That God never intended to use. Uh, sickness and disease, and God didn't create sickness and disease in the earth. He created man free from sickness and disease, right? Uh, and so, uh, of course, she is a doctor, and so she likes to, to contemplate a lot about how God created us, you know, and, and she says there's a couple things to, re- to remember about the human body. Uh, if you just look at it, it's this, the body itself. Uh, and she said that you can look at the perfection of the plan on which it's constructed down to the smallest cell. Uh, and, you know, I'm not a doctor of, 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 uh, of medicine, I, you know, uh, I, I didn't go to school for a doctor of medicine. I don't, you know, didn't take anatomy, physiology and all those things, you know, and uh, 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 I know people that are, that are in nursing school and they have study all these weird things, right? All these things about the human body. Uh, but, but I am fascinated by the human body and I do read a lot of things about how it works and just always fascinated by how well it's constructed, how amazing all the way down to the smallest cell. You know, you've got red blood cells that do their thing and carry oxygen and white blood cells that fight infection and T-cells. And you've got, uh, in fact, uh, uh, I was reading not long ago about the human body that they don't even know really all the types of cells that are in the human body. I mean, they know a lot of them, but nobody's ever sat down and go, you know, we really looked at and taken apart the entire human body and looked at all the different types of cells in the hu- human body. And so they've got, they've started a, a, a big... Uh, kind of like the Human Genome Project from back in the in the 80s and 90s, uh, to map out all all of the different types of cells that are in the human body. Of course, they have to have a lot of uh, a lot of information to do that uh, because they don't they don't know it. But uh, if you take about the you know how uh, we take pull oxygen out of the air, uh, and uh, you know the body's able to pull the oxygen out of the air. Uh, and the, expel the rest of the the leftover stuff you know all all of the carbon dioxide and but uh, we we can pull in the oxygen and that feeds our our um, our body and uh, provides oxygen to uh, as fuel to burn uh, in our body along with the uh, the food that we eat uh, it just everything about the human body is just a masterpiece uh, about how it was designed uh, and and technically you know there's there's really no reason for the human body to, to die except uh, that, you know, we've talked about that before about uh, that it seems to be after a while that things start to expire. Uh, but, uh, you know, the body's always replacing itself, always replenishing itself. And, and so uh, she said, look at, you know, how, how well it was designed. Uh, and, and, then, um, uh, and then she also talked about how uh, on the negative side, about all the imperfections that, that seem to meet you you know, at every point uh, in nearly every human body because of disease or heredity. heredity. Uh, And she's just talking about how, um, that although it wasn't created that way with any flaws, but if you look at uh, nearly every human being in the earth today, there's always a flaw somewhere in their body. Something's going on somewhere, right? Uh, Either because of uh, heredity from their parents or because of sickness and disease that comes from the outside. Uh, but again, it wasn't created that way, right? It didn't start that way in the very beginning. It started and uh, made it in, in the image and likeness of God. Uh, and so, and that's that's what he said. Uh, she, she quotes uh, the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 3, verse 14. She says, I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put into it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. Uh, so... Uh, when god created the physical body he intended it to be that way forever Uh, and it took you know it took lucifer uh, to find out some way to bring imperfections into uh, our lives and he was able to do it in spirit soul and body Uh, and she said that every imperfection in every realm that we reside in can be traced back to lucifer right so all the problems we have in the spirit realm trace back to who Traced back to lucifer right all the spiritual death that there is in the earth all, all the uh, spiritual uh, problems that we have trace back to the original sin of lucifer uh, and then uh, all the sickness and disease in the physical body can be traced back to the sin you know from the garden that uh, originated with lucifer uh, and then all the mental same thing in the mental anguish uh, that we have is there any mental anguish in heaven no mental anguish in heaven uh, and so so where, where is the origin of, of that imperfection, of, of that difficulty? It also came from Lucifer, right? So, so God created the human body with the intent to always be well, always be healthy. Uh, and, and Lucifer, of course, has attacked that because he hates everything that, that God has done. Uh, and we know then that uh, John 10.10 10 says that the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy And I'm come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. Uh, And so, uh, and you know, I I like John 10, 10, because uh, Jesus is kind of drawing a line in the sand. And he said, on this side is stealing, killing, and destroying. And he said, if it's any of that, then then what's the source of that? It's the thief, right? Uh, And he said, on the other side is abundant life. And who's the source of that? jesus is right i am come that i might have life and that word life there is zoe that means the god kind and the god quality of life uh and he said i came to give you that and not just life but but uh that you might have it abundantly uh and so uh so there's a line in the sand and yet a lot of people just they they take that line in the sand and they 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 um you know erase it and they say well sometimes you know Killing, God kills. Sometimes, you know, God steals and sometimes God destroys. But sometimes he gives life. Well, then there's no line in his the hand. Then, then God is a thief because he said if, if it's killing or stealing or destroying, that's the, a thief is doing that. And yet, uh, have you ever been to a funeral where they said, well, you know, God took them? I mean, it's not been long ago that I, that I was uh, uh, at a funeral where somebody said something like that to that effect, right, that God took them. Uh, that's a thief, right? If you're taking something that, uh, against somebody's will, that's a thief, right? Uh, and, and, you're, uh, and didn't they have a family, right? Wife or children or something, and uh, spouse of some kind, and you took them from that spouse who didn't want them to leave? Isn't that called a thief? Uh, and, um, you know, for people to... It's amazing to me how such little fear of God that there is that we could casually call God a thief and not have any fear about that. Not, not, not even think it's a big deal. Uh, that you, just, you mean you just call God a thief? Oh, I didn't call him a thief. You just said that he took, you took that person, you know, against their will, that's called a thief, right? When you take someone against somebody's will, that's a thief, right? The people took the stuff next door, that's a thief, right? Uh, and so, uh, and yet uh, Jesus said, no, there's a line. If it's on this side, then that's, that's caused by the thief. If it's on that side, it's caused by me. Uh, and, you know, that should not be a hard thing for people to figure out. And yet, uh, people are saying stuff like this all the time, right? No, Jesus came, number one, to make a distinction, to show the will of the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, and, but he also came, um, in fact, I like this verse, turn over to 1 John uh, chapter 3 there. Because this is a good verse, because it's a good verse for the church too. Uh, and so he says here, excuse me, he said here in verse, uh, in chapter 3, verse 8, uh, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might what? Destroy the works of the devil. So uh, whatever Jesus was doing on the earth, uh, part of what he was doing was here, was to destroy the works of the devil. So if that was the 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 uh, purpose and intent uh, of the Lord Jesus being here is not the only purpose and intent, but it's one of the things he did, then uh, aren't we the body of Christ? Aren't we really a reflection or or an extension of who Jesus is? Then what do we need to be doing? Destroying the works of the devil. Well, then how do we know what the works of the devil are? Well, let's look at Jesus and see whatever he destroyed. Okay, that must be a work of the devil. So how many sickness and diseases did, did he destroy? Bunches of them, right? So, OK, that, that just by just by uh, uh, inference, you can determine what what works of the devil were. If Jesus was getting rid of it, then that's a work of the devil. Uh, and so did he get rid of sin? The problem with sin Well, that sins, the work of the devil, right? Didn't he get rid of sickness and disease? Well, that's a work of the devil. Uh, and so. So we should be able to, to do that. And, and not only that, now we as the church are commissioned to follow in his footsteps. Didn't he say the works that I do? Shall you do also? So part of the job of the church is to destroy the works of the devil, right? That's part of what we're here on the earth to do is, is we see the work of the devil. And if that's sickness and disease, then our job is to destroy that. Now, we, we have to use the wisdom of the Spirit of God to know, do I go and help that person right now? Maybe I can, maybe I can't. Just like if, if uh, you know, if we called this the Pool of Bethesda, uh, if they didn't come to you, now if they come to you, then you have full rights of privilege to destroy the works of the devil. But if you're just walking down the street and you see somebody that's, that's crippled or lame, should you run over there immediately and, and, um, and, and heal them? Well, Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't do that. So, you know, he, just, he didn't go everywhere and find everybody out and heal them, but everybody came to him, he did heal. Amen? So that's why, you know, the, the statement of, well, you should just go to the hospital and heal everybody, like Jesus did. Except Jesus didn't do that, right? He went to a hospital with a great multitude of people and healed one man. Uh, and so, and it just shows the, the, uh, uh, the immaturity of some Christians who they just get mad because you believe. Uh, and, and, uh, that's, and it's always going to be that way, right? So, uh, so he, he said he came um, to destroy the works of the devil. And uh, that should be part of your commission, amen? is to destroy the works of the devil. Uh, And anybody who comes to you for assistance, then you have the capacity to heal every single person that comes to you. Amen? Because of the Spirit of God, the power of God that resides in you. Uh, And so uh, uh, then uh, I like, um, uh, she she finishes up the chapter in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. uh, And so let's turn over there real quick. And so uh, she says, um, uh, let's start in verse 23. It says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, did Jesus take care of every aspect of humankind? So we're, we are made, in this, this verse is a good verse because it gives us an insight into how we were made. So when God created Adam way back in Genesis chapter 1 that we read, um, he created Adam with three parts to Adam, right? His spirit, his soul, and his body. Uh, and, and so we, there, there's multiple realms in the universe, right? There's the realm of the spirit that we can't see that God resides in the realm of the spirit. There's the realm of the natural realm, the realm that we see here that, we, that's, that our five senses can, can touch and taste, and and smell, Uh, but then there's also the soulless realm, the area of thought, right, that still can't be seen, uh, but is not part of the spirit realm, Uh, and God has made us in those three realms, Uh, and if he made us in those three realms, then his desire is to perfect us, or keep us blameless in those three realms, amen, and so, you know, a lot of people like to push everything that God did, that Jesus did on the cross, only to the realm of the spirit. All he did was take care of our sin problem in the spirit realm. But that's not the only realm that God created us. If God created us in the physical realm, then why wouldn't he want to take care of us in the the physical realm? But he does because it says right there that that, uh, I pray, God, that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And so uh, he doesn't want any failings, in any realm that we reside. Uh, And, you know, of course, some people, uh, you know, generally speaking, they're kind of healthy physically, but their brain is crazy, right? Uh, And so they need a lot of work in their solar span. Uh, Some people, you know, they have pretty good thought life, but they're just always sickly, you know, just always something going on. So they need more help in the physical realm, right? And, of course, then if you're unsaved, then your biggest problem is your spiritual problem there, right? Uh, And so, uh, of course, some people are sick physically and sick mentally. And sometimes they feed off each other, right? Uh, but the Lord uh, his desire is whatever realm that you reside in. if he created you that way, didn't he create us that way? He created us that way with three in these three realms, then uh, uh, if he wants to preserve us blameless, then he, his desire is to care for us in all of these realms. Amen. Uh, and so uh, and, and you know all of us she's, she's in this chapter she's really trying to use, the standpoint of, let's go back to the very beginning and see how God initiated everything. Uh, and and I think it's a good argument to make, a good way to, to see things, because, you know, you can fuss and argue about all the other things in there, but let's just go back to the beginning. Just forget everything going on right now. Let's go back to how God started everything. And if God created us in three realms, which he did, then it would seem like he would want to... Uh, uh redeem us in all three realms and to preserve us blameless in all three realms which he does and and she finishes up in verse 24 faithful is he that call you who who also will do it uh and so he is faithful to do these things right he is faithful in all three realms that he created mankind to live in uh that uh he would preserve us blameless in all of these realms amen uh and so uh we've got a couple of minutes we just uh we'll just go right on into questions right uh uh, at the at the end of every chapter, we just go over questions just to help us. And you may not have a chance to answer them because we're going to go through them. Normally, like with Brother Bosworth's book, we'll be on one chapter for eight months, right? We're not going to do that with uh, with uh, Dr. Yeoman's books. We're going to move right through it there. So, And that's all right. That's just, uh, you know, that's part of it, right? Uh, and so uh, some of the other chapters will be a little bit more in-depth there. Uh, but, um, uh, but we've got eight questions. Let's see how you do, right? Uh, and so... Question number one is name one New Testament person who wasn't sure it was God's will to heal him. It was the leper, right? Matthew chapter 8. Lord, if it be thy will. Uh, and um, oh, we didn't actually cover this, so, so I'm going to have to help you. Of course, you've read the book, you know the answer. But uh, name two Old Testament people who had confidence God would heal them. David, David. Who's the other one? David. Jeremiah. We didn't cover Jeremiah, right? Uh, I skipped that verse today. Sometimes you just skip a verse, right? Uh, But David and and Jeremiah both uh, had asked the Lord to heal them. Uh, And so they had confidence, right, uh, that that would happen. Of course, we know other stories. Remember, uh, with Moses, when he asked the Lord to heal Miriam, uh, Miriam. Uh, And so. uh, Question number three is, uh, what was the answer Jesus gave to all who came to him for healing? I will. Right. Uh, Lord, will thou heal me? What is what is Jesus answer? Uh, I will. Right. And, you know, really, there is a general uh, principle in prayer uh, that um, uh, before you pray, you need to find out what God's will is about something. And, you know, for me personally, if there are things that are not covered in the word of God, like, Lord, uh, I've got two job offers, uh, you know, uh, which one should I take, right? Well, so a lot of times I'll go and, and pray, Lord, I need to know your will. Show me your will first, and then I'll pray your will. Well, you know, I want you to have job A. Okay, Lord, then I thank you that I have job A. Then I'm going to start believing you for job A. I'm not going to believe you for job B. I'm going to believe you for job A. Uh, And so, you know, even if you don't know if it's God's will to heal, go to him and ask him, Lord, is it your will to heal me? Because what's the answer always going to be? It's always going to be yes, right? So before you pray, Lord, heal this person, or don't heal this person, Lord, do you want to heal this person? It's okay to ask him that, you know. Um, and then if he says, I will, which, of course, is always the answer, then, he, then you don't say, Lord, if it's your will, heal him. You say, Lord, heal him. Uh, and so uh, he said, uh, um, uh, our healing and according to our faith, our healing is according to our faith, because faith is the hand that does what? Uh, receives the gift. Uh, and, and so, uh, and that's, you know, that's a good way to look at faith. Faith is, is the gift has already been given to you, right? Is Jesus going to go to the cross anymore? He's not going to go to the cross anymore. So really, we are in an attitude of receiving all of our lives, right? We're, we're not asking the Lord to give us something that he hasn't already given. We're, we're, re, we're really in the mode of receiving things that he's already done. Um, and so if you, could, if you could understand that, that'll help you uh, with your faith in general, right? Not just for healing, but any faith, right? Uh, And so uh, question number five said, did God make Adam with any disease or disability? Uh, Nope. And whose image was Adam created? Uh, God's image, right? Uh, And again, you should use that as a foundation for your faith, that if that's how God created it, then then he was expressing his will in how he created things. Amen. Uh, And so uh, question number seven. Uh, it says, list two things that one can observe about the human body. And so there was going to... Yep, the perfection of plan on which it's constructed, right? In other words, how well all the cells and, and everything works together, right? Uh, and, of course, a lot of people who say that our bodies are created by evolution. Uh, and if you understand, you know, evolution says that you're whatever you are right now, but, but tomorrow you have a genetic defect. Because all of evolution is based upon the premise that a genetic defect occurs, right? That, that everything was fine one day, and then suddenly, you know, you had a, a toe grow out of your head. And that's a genetic defect. And, and then that genetic defect was then passed on to the next generation. But, you know, if there's five people and only one person gets that genetic defect then you have to pass it to all the generations and everybody has to marry everybody else to get that same genetic defect pollinated into everybody's life, uh, you know, the, the lifespan. And that genetic, genetic defect is going to be a good thing and it has to be a hereditary thing. Well, that's just dumb, right? I mean, you think about the chances of you, first of all, having a genetic defect is, is near zero. And then for that genetic defect to then become hereditary. Is near zero, and then for it to be a good thing instead of a bad thing uh, is you know I mean you start multiplying all those things together and you get less than zero right I mean how do do you get less than zero but uh, but that's how people think you know so so you know you got two eyeballs so at one point you had one eyeball and then it, some, then a genetic defect happened and you got two eyeballs but it happened to be a defect that that both eyeballs lined up in the same way because it wouldn't help if you had one eyeball here one eyeball over here. Now you're looking at two different things. You know, you, I mean, what, which one did you look at, right? You ever looked at, like, my cat. She's kind of cross-eyed. She's Siamese cat. And, and so you don't ever know which eye to look at. You know, you look at this eye or you look at that eye, right? And, and so, uh, you know, I mean, it wouldn't help you if you had one ear over here and then an ear, you know, on the, on the bottom of your foot. You wouldn't hear it. I mean, you're walking on your ear all the time. So, I mean, there's just as much chance for it to show up down there as it is to show up here, right? But that's how, you know, and so the perfection of the plan you know, I mean, why do you have two nostrils? Why isn't one good enough, right? Uh, why do you have ten fingers? You know, why not, why not six in one hand and four in the other hand? I mean, you know, who comes up with this stuff? People that don't want to believe God who comes up with this stuff, right? Uh, and then so, at least two things I can observe about the human body is the perfection of the plan and the trail of imperfections that are found in nearly every human body. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's the reality, the unfortunate reality that we live in uh, uh, today uh, and then the last thing is, is in what areas did God say that he would preserve us blameless spirit soul and body right so every realm that we reside we have access to the blessings of God to take care of us amen so it's not limited to the spirit realm uh, and it's for sure not limited to, to the natural realm amen so praise God Well, let's, uh, uh, let's pray and we'll thank the Lord for his word today so Father we thank you for the word of God We thank you, Father, that from the very beginning you expressed your will and intent in the earth, Father, that we would see and know your plan and desire by observing what you did. And so, Father, you created man in your image, not in sickness and disease, but free from from maladies and failures and and, uh, uh, diseases, Father. You made him pure uh, and without uh, even the ability to die of old age. And so, Father, that was your plan and desire from the very beginning. And so we believe that, Father. We thank you that that's the way it happened. And Father, we believe that it's the way you want us to live today, free from sickness and disease all the days of our lives. And we give you praise and honor for these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. We've gotten through two chapters in, what, three weeks? So that's nearly a miracle all by itself, right? Um, And and, uh, most of these chapters will go pretty quick. I think the next chapters will be be a little bit longer, but um, we'll just go with the flow, right? uh and so there's uh, uh, a lot of good material out there so uh but like i said you know her her role is really more of an exhorter than a teacher so you know she has a lot of good examples and a lot of stories in, in her book and we won't necessarily cover all those stories and, uh, and the examples that she has uh because we're we're wanting to build our faith and those are good stories but um uh, and on occasion we'll cover them as we need to so praise god well let's get ready to receive this afternoon's offering and. Um, We'll pick up chapter 3 next week. Next uh, Chapter 3 is The Source of Sickness. And of course, uh, two weeks from now, Brother Randy will be with us, and um, uh, he'll do healing school, so uh, any guest ministers we have on Sunday morning, uh, we always conscript them to do healing school too, right? Because, you know, if they're in the faith movement, they know something about healing, right? So we want to know what they know, because we already know everything I know, because uh, we've been doing this a long time, right? Uh, and so, uh, but it's nice to to get some uh, instructions from what they know. Amen. So come ahead, Mr. Jared. And um, um, uh, we'll see uh, how it goes next week for that. I'm um, just looking at some of the verses there. So that'll be, be a good. Uh, uh, and I think this book here of the four, there's 16 chapters in this book. Um, but we're already, we're already working on, on the next book too, as far as uh, the next book we're going to be looking at for this information. Uh, you know, I've been looking at, all the available information there's so much good um so many great men and women of God have written great books on healing uh that uh, I think it'd be really uh, uh valuable to us to look at some of these things amen uh and uh, cuz uh, Dr. yeomans brings out a lot of good things especially you know things that she learned along the way as a medical doctor she has a unique insight into some of these things amen So uh, be blessed, have a wonderful weekend, Lord, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday.